Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this new day. Even though every day is your gift to us, this pandemic makes us realize the truth of your grace closer than before, and we appreciate your presence with us more than ever. Now, as we read your word, reveal us your hope for us again in our hopeless situation so that we can reflect the glory of your Son. In his name we all pray. Amen. Let's continue to read 2 Corinthians 5, 16-21. 2 Corinthians 5, 16-21. So from now on, we regard no one from worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, anyone is in Christ. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All, is, all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of a reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of a reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is a loaded passage, especially 2 Corinthians 5.17 is one of the most well-known verses in the New Testament. Along with John 3.18, this is one of the most memorized scripture. Therefore, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, behold, the new has come. I memorized it in the uh, old version. And if you have not memorized it yet, I hope you do that today. Today's passage is so important and so packed that I decided to meditate on it for a while. We will parse the first two verses. We will examine the three key phrases and words. That is, the, worldly, the first one is the worldly point of view, second one is in Christ, and third is new. Verse 16, Paul starts with the word so from now on. Actually, it's a therefore from now on. What is a reference point that he wants to connect and continue further? Yesterday we saw Christ's love compels us because one died for all, therefore all died, and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Christ who died for, died for them and was raised again. So from now on means that from the viewpoint of a Christ atoning death and resurrection. This Christological perspective led Paul to change his view of other human beings. That's what Paul was saying in verse 16. From now on, we regard no one from worldly point of view. The worldly point of view, literally in Greek, is a kartarsarks, which means according to flesh according to flesh. Had Paul not been the follower of Christ and proclaimer of his gospel, Paul would have regarded Gentiles, especially sinful Gentiles like Corinthians, very differently. 
Frankly speaking, he would have disregarded and disrespected them with his proud Jewish anthropology. But Christ changed everything. Here Paul was confessing the conversion of his anthropology. Yes, Christology is the only safe way to teach us and guide everyone's anthropology. Knowing Christ leads us to love our neighbors, no matter who they are, humanly or fleshly. There is no correct or orthodox Christology without caring, open anthropology. Christology that does not affect our social, interpersonal relationship is not a biblical Christology. Christology with a persistent racial bias is a cultural, I might say, diabolical Christology. That is uh, the real spiritual war that we are fighting in this current racial divide. Now in the verse 17, the central verse of the passage, Paul shouts the most radical and noble declaration about human beings. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, new is here. Once again, Paul qualified the new possibility of humanity with his favorite phrase, in Christ, in Christ, or en Christo, is the signature of Paul's theology. In New Testament, that phrase appeared 272 times. Paul used it 239 times out of the 272 times. This is the most compassionate and critical theological expression of the Bible. That's in Christ. Because in Christ, God accepts everyone. If anyone is in Christ, he is or he can be a new creation. God invites everyone and all of humanity to himself in Christ. So this is the most compassionate and comprehensive, I even say, unconditional invitation. At the same time, in Christ is the most critical invitation. No one can find the true God outside of Christ. Only in Christ we find the heart of God and know his love for us. Any theology that speaks of God not in Christ must be condemned. And there are some theologies done outside of Christ, built on philosophical foundation rather than Christological foundation. So with Paul and Martin Luther and Karl Barth, I curse theologies without in Christ with all of my heart and mind. They are the enemies of the gospel. They pervert the true love of God. Only in Christ, God revealed his heart and reconciled us to himself. Finally, we will look at the God's promise, God's grace about making us a new creation in Christ. In Greek, there are two uh, words for new. And I'm going to just type in right now in the chat. One is a neos. The other one is a kainos. And let, me, let, let, let us do a little bit of a, a word study here. Neos and uh, kainos. Neos means new in the sense of a most recent in time. It's a chronologically new. 
It refers, so for instance, in the Bible, Jesus said you have to put a new wine in the new wine skin. That new, the word new is a nails. And also, the prodigal son is called the younger son. The word younger actually means a new. Uh, you know, he born a sort of a, a newer, uh, chronologically. Whereas a kindness means new in the sense of new in quality, not in chronology. New in quality and different in nature from the old. So Paul actually in, said in the Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 that if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. Old has gone. New has come or new is here. So he's contrasting old and new. This is kainos. And kainos is something that has not been previously used or been there. Such as, so in the Bible, such as when Jesus' body was placed in the new tomb, tomb of Joseph, that the new tomb was their kainos. And it describes something unknown, remarkable, novel, in a, in a refreshing sense. Also in Acts 17, when Paul preached the gospel, Greek philosophers, they all said, oh, this is a new idea. That's a new is also kainos. So here, the kainos refers to something not only new, but superior to the old. So, neos means new. Kainos means new and improved, new and improved, new in quality. And the old, in the New Testament, we have a lot of important God's uh, words and the promises with the kindness. For instance, when Jesus said, I give you new commandment to love one another as I loved you, that John, 3, John 13, 34, the new commandment is a kindness. And also Ephesians 2, God made a new humanity, in Christ, that is the also kindness. And Revelation has so many kindness. God promises a new name, Revelation 2.17. We will sing a new song, Revelation 5.9. New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. And God will, we will spend eternity in new heaven and new earth, Revelation 21. And then ultimately the last new, in Revelation 21, 5, when God said, I will make all things new, the word new is a kindness. This new means unique, unparalleled, unsurpassable, ultimate blessing, ultimate innovation. That's the blessing that God gave us in Christ. I really thought hard how to make this point across. In today, allow me, forgive me if I, if I sound too, too crude here. But, uh, you know, today we buy all those brand, brand, brand names uh, with uh, all this, whatever, the brand, uh, brand symbolism. You know, whatever, the, 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 you know, the shirts with, uh, you know, the Under Armour, you know, or Nike or Adidas or, or uh, Ralph Lauren, all these fancy brands. They have a, a brand symbolism. My brand, our brand, is a Jesus Christ. You and I, 
we were Jesus Christ. He is the one who made us new, new every day, deeper and better, and very, very critical and necessary in this world. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, how can, you, how can you thank you enough and praise you enough for making us your new creation? You did not just save us, but saved us through the sacrifice of your only begotten Son. You did not just make us new in the sense of time, but you made us new in the su supreme honor and the quality of your Son. You made us new as a children of God. As we recognize our newness comes directly from your only Son and our life from his redemptive death, we will never be the same again. We will, return, we will never return to the closed doors of our old life. Help us and fill us with your glory so that we will glow today as your new creation. In the name of Jesus Christ, our new creator, we all pray, Amen.